Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. Just said I'd jump on because I've got time to do a post-match, and I know Paddy's going to join me probably tomorrow, and we might dig into it a small bit more, but just while it's fresh in the mind, uh, Villa 2, Manchester United 2, and uh, yeah, we round off our trip to Australia, come home undefeated, conceded our first goals of our trip away, but also showed some good battling spirit to come back and to draw 2-2, with a Manchester United team that, um, to be honest with you, they came out of the blocks a bit faster than us. We mentioned myself and Paddy in the team sheet tantrum that um, Jordan Sancho was a player that was looking to be reborn under Ten Hag. And um, he caused us all sorts of issues. And I'll get on to that in a moment uh, down that right-hand side. In the first half, I think Manchester United, Villa, were, we were playing a completely different um Almost a completely different setup. I, I need to watch it back again to be one hundred percent sure. But um, it looked like players looked a bit leggy. Uh, the the field didn't suit anybody. Didn't suit Manchester United. Didn't suit Aston Villa. Um, but uh, it was uh, it was one of those ones that look. I think Steven Gerrard is going to be lucky to get out of there with no injuries that we know of. And um, and and I think that think that he's going to be happy with the fact that we came back as a two two because as a manager, even though it's only preseason, look, we know it's not worked at the paper it's written on but last minute winners for your team are always senses of occasion and you can always kind of spin those night and sorry not even last minute goals to to get something out of a game should i say i know it wasn't a winner um are always something that you can you can uh, get a sense of occasion from um and for it to come from a corner uh and someone like Callum chambers i think that's all the better as well because there can be a lot of in-house propaganda with regards to conversations with players that maybe are wondering about mm, what's my 
my minutes going to be like this year and so on and so forth. And you can point to that, that, you know, well, look, Callum came on and scored a goal and if you keep performing, things will go well. So looking at, looking back at the game, I suppose, I'll get your comments in a moment, guys, but looking back at the game, first half wasn't really great from an Aston Villa point of view. Um, thought like Luca Dean was pretty AWOL in defence for, for the majority um, of the first half and, and uh, Manchester United saw that and they, they exploited it with Jordan Sancho. Um, talked Matty Cash had eight minutes, first eight minutes of football. I thought Matty Cash was going to win the Ballon d'Or. I thought he was excellent in the first eight minutes. He was covering everything in behind. He was getting up. He has a he had a shot that skinned the posters. It went wide, but he kind of tailed out of it, um, a bit as the half went on. I don't, I don't blame him for either of the goals, obviously, but um, I think he just kind of tailed out of it. But I think a lot of Villa's team tailed out of it. Some uncharacteristic bits that we saw from uh, Bubakar Kamara, we didn't see him give away the ball at all, really, against Leeds. Gave it away a bit today. Now, once again, it's difficult to be that pivot player when you've got a field that's like a, it's like a paddock. It's like, a, you know, the 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 parade ring in a, of, of a bad horse racing venue. You know, it was uh, it was pretty trampled on, and it trampled. It, it looked bad early on as well, um. But he did some some good stuff too. Uh, just got caught in possession a couple of times. But look, once again, I think Man United would have pinpointed him as the player that uh, was obviously going to be our our workhorse and was the guy who was going to get the most touches for us. But did well. I thought he did. I thought he did well. Um, <clears throat> Diego Carlos is a unit. He's an absolute unit of a man. He looked really good back there. Uh, what uh, what the centre-half pair, pairing is going to be, obviously we saw Kanza and uh, Chambers in the second half. And that was really interesting because two perceived left-sided centre-halves played together in the first half and two perceived right-sided centre-halves played together in the second half. So, you know, it was a bit of an interesting one. Maybe Steven Gerrard doesn't see it as... And, I, and I'm almost certain that I've heard him say that he does, but I'm going to say this anyway. Maybe he doesn't see it as absolutely pivotal to have a left and a right there in the centre half. I think it's going to be about who has the best chemistry. And I know there was like there was lots of conversation about what the hell is Mings doing in there. Um, <coughs> I personally don't feel that Mings was was at fault for any of the goals. But then again, I don't think he did much in the game either. Um, I think a lot of the goals came from Luca Dean just getting caught too far forward and uh, in, for the first goal specifically, uh, Jaden Sancho was, um, he lost him early and then he I almost tried to overcompensate to get back and he tried to get back on the line when all he needed to do was actually find where the player was and mark the player as opposed to trying to mark, uh, trying to get back on the line. Uh, it, it, it looked kind of strange to me. It, it, it looked desperate from, from a defensive point of view from Dina. But he, we, we we in the first half we weren't a cohesive unit at all uh, for for good portions of it. Started off okay. Danny Ings took a ball down, if I remember rightly, in the in the penalty area. Played it across to Coutinho. I thought it was a penalty. I think VAR would give it if it was in the Premier League. Coutinho wasn't too happy about it. He ended up um, getting tackled later on, having words with the referee, and the referee booked him. Thought it was pretty abject from him. You know, he didn't really do. He got like people got on the ball, but we didn't have any attacking impetus in the first half. And obviously, we went in 2-0 down, the second goal being an own goal from Kanza. But we couldn't cross the ball and we couldn't stop crosses from them in the first half. I think that's really the story of it. Um, also, albeit the pitch was absolutely brutal. Second half came along, made a couple of changes. You know, I thought Morgan Sanson was really good in the second half. I thought it was really good. Um, and uh, I must open up your comments there, guys, because I see there's a ton of them flying in here. And I don't want to miss any. 
Uh, I'm Cookie. Thank you so much. Great way to finish the game. Give us an extra bit of confidence. Give up or keep. I guess, give up the good work. Keep up the good work, Neil and Paddy, into the new season up the villa. Thank you so much for that. I'm I'm Cookie. Really, really appreciate that. That's uh, that's really generous. Thank you so much there. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought in the second half, I thought our midfield drove forward with the ball an awful lot in the second half. I tried to. We, you know, the field didn't allow us to do very well. I thought Ken Kessler Hayden and Leon Bailey really looked terrifying down that right wing. Obviously, we're going to talk about Bailey because Bailey's goal was an absolute banger, breaks up in his own half, dribbles it forward. I know that defenders were giving him lots of leeway. I don't think it was, I think if that was in the Premier League, someone dives in early on him and probably takes him down, but you're not going to do that in preseason. But hey, he took his chance. The defenders were filing back. He, he hit it at the, at the right time. You know, one of those ones that it just, the defender almost makes you hit it into that specific spot, spot in the goals. Aim for the bottle. The bottle went bang up into the air, and Villa were were back. Uh, were back in with a chance in the game at two one. I thought it was a really really good goal. Um, Kane Kester Hayden had some really great runs up and down that right wing, and myself, myself and Paddy have said an awful lot previously that <clears throat> that he's he's got a like his his attacking talent is is really good. And I think he kind of showed it a small bit more today that he was able to get in and get on the ball a small more as a as as a right fullback. And and today, uh, he even looked a small a bit stouter, if that makes sense. Looked a small a bit more there today, if that makes from a physical point of view, than he did against Walsall um, at the start of of, of the season. Um, what else? What other talking points? Robin Olsen can't pass the ball. I think we found that out today. <laughs> Two of them just completely out of play. And, you know, in fairness for a goalkeeper, <clears throat> we can't like he didn't have the turgid feel really to deal with that the rest of the players did. Um, but uh, Cameron Archer came on, thought he got around the place a small bit, uh, got around the place well. But I think we'll see kind of performances like he had there in the second half from Cameron Archer because of just his style of play is he is your, your consummate poacher. And there'll be times when you'll go, Jesus, Cameron Archer didn't barely touch the ball. He didn't do much, but he got around the field. And and I'm okay with that. I, I, I'm okay with that if if like but one of one of the biggest things with poachers like that is when the goals dry up, then you start to question them. But I'm not questioning Cameron Archer, don't get me wrong. It's just it wasn't a virtuoso performance that we've seen from him previously. And that's okay too. Against Manchester United in the flogging rain on a pitch that doesn't suit you. There was no opportunity to give any true balls. I thought uh, I thought you did okay. I thought you did okay. Um, I wasn't expecting the Sun Moon Stars out of him either. Um, I think really the big thing for me in the second half was our midfield. Buendia was was really good. He was all over the place. Uh, one thing st stands out in my mind that there was a poor pass from. I'm going to say it was Young Tim. Gave a poor pass and it looked like it was going out over the line. And Buendia, like Kung Fu Panda, flying kick, kept it in, got straight up off the ground and. I think he might have passed it back to to Sanson or something, but I like the midfield three that we that we had there, or the midfield. I'm going to say two because uh, uh, Tim didn't get on an awful lot of ball, but he did fine as well. But I think Sanson and Douglas Luiz uh, and Buendia were real plus points in the second half. And and to be honest with you, like if you're picking on form, you kind of have to pick Buendia over over Philippe Coutinho at the moment. And that's cool. It's good to have those issues and those problems. Um, that's a good problem to have. Uh, if you've if you're only going to play about one ten, but it will be interesting to see what the what the Ren team is like. Um, let's have a look at some of the comments there. 
Uh, Bailey looked like looking like a new signing in preseason. Seems obvious. His injuries had a huge impact last season. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I 100% agree. Simon says Bailey and Buendia should start. Well, they definitely put their best foot forward today to do so, um, based on on uh, on what we'd seen in the first half. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Connor from Brazil says great second half. Really like Buendia's attitude and Bailey. KKH looked good too, and Luis showed some bite. Yeah. Actually, before I go on with with, uh, with with anything else, like United, we we spoke in the in the pre match that United were talking about. Like, there's been a lot of conversation about these kids United have, the likes of Hannibal, Chong, Iqbal, um, Alanga, uh, Garner. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Our kids looked looked head and shoulders above them. Hannibal is a... Is an awful idiot altogether. Like literally, he isn't. If I'm not mistaken, isn't he the guy that just came on and kicked anything that moved in a game last season? And and everyone was like, "Hey, this is so funny! It's so funny!" But he was actually genuinely dangerous last season when he came on in one game, just kicked anything that moved. And he started at that, and Ashley Young quietened him pretty quickly. Ashley Young went in with a bit of a scissors on him. Uh, probably should have been a free. No, you know he got the ball, but he was definitely following through with his with his, with his uh, training leg. And Ashley Young just got up and pointed the finger, the all knowing, aged finger of Ashley Young. It was pointed at him, and then about say about fifteen seconds later, then um, Hannibal goes in on the goalkeeper when there was no need for it. But he's all bluster. That guy. Um, I, I'm I'm not quite sure what you know. If, if what, what kind of maturity levels are there? But I thought that that's what their players look like when the when the United players when they're on, they're all bluster. You know, Chang got around the place. Um, Douglas Louise caught him late. I think that was a kind of a, if I'm not mistaken, I think he might have been a Blues last season. Chang, I think Douglas Louise was like, yeah, get back. You know, we don't forget that around here. Um, I could be mistaken. I maybe he wasn't. I'm not 100 percent sure. But uh. Yeah, look, there was there was like Joe Garner has all the talent in the world. He just wasn't able to show it out there today. But I thought our young kids, our youngsters, fared better. Specifically, um, Kane Kessler Hayden and uh, and and I thought Tim held his position really, really well as well. So, all in all, I think it was a good outing for for Aston Villa. Um, more comments from you guys. Where are we? Um, Hippo Hippo says I thought Villa's away kit looked retro, but the nineteen seventies pitch looked even more retro. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was. All we were missing was advertising ho- or was um a big building hoardings behind the goals, and you could have transported us back to the early nineties, uh, Sellers Park or the Dell or something like that in the early nineties at times when we were looking at the field for sure. Um. Alex says here Bailey's corners are deluxe I thought the first one curled straight in again <clears throat> we need a corner taker um, I think last year everybody was of the same consensus that Douglas Luis's corners were uh, um, an acquired taste I think so to say so yeah if we if we found a corner taker for sure James uh, Cartwright says Bailey is an impact player for me man of match me came on but can't see see him doing what he does for 90 minutes I- and that's absolutely fine too, James. Absolutely. It's absolutely fine for him to carve out that role within the, within the Premier League and within this team because with five subs, 
Hell, we could we could need two or three impact players over the course of uh, any game, never mind any season. So um, yeah, if that's if that's what his role end up, ends up being uh, a finisher, well then yeah, absolutely, I'm okay with that too. Um, Owen says, really love Jared going mental on the touchline last ten minutes, inst- instilling that never give up attitude. I like that too. Uh, I know it was only you could see, like it's. Uh, I'm sure Gerard was like like if. If there was a fella playing chess sitting across the way from him in a United jersey, he wanted to beat him much more. You know, I'm sure that's the type of guy he is. He there's no love lost between him and Manchester United. United, regardless of what continent you're playing in. Um, but I did like that too. And I liked how he he gave a barreling to um Ken Kessler Hayden had a shot and Ashley Young was open. And to be honest with you, like all you need to do is slide him in and it would have been two two at that stage. Kessler Hayden had a shot and it went fifteen yards over the bar and he wasn't willing to accept that, Stephen Gerrard. Although he kind of barreled him out of it, he understood what was good about it. You could lip read, he was saying, yeah, and you did good things as well. Obviously, when Robin Olsen kicks the ball out, out of play, barrels Robin Olsen out of it, and then also gives out to his centre half saying, guys, you need to be taking that off him too. So you, the, it, it was interesting. He, he, he's, he looked more like, as, I, as, as we've said, he looked more like the Aston Villa manager um, in, in this preseason, he's looked more like than he did last season. Because I think now his feet are under the table. I think he understands how everybody in the team ticks. And uh, um, as I say, I think he, I think he's been impressed with a lot of the players we have over this preseason. And you can see it. Uh, you can see that some of the players actually feel like that they're not. That, and this is no slight on Dean Smith. Don't get me wrong, but there's some players there that you feel um, have his trust, uh, or that they feel have his trust, should I say? And and that's cool to see. Um, Paul Marsonville legend says great goal by Bailey he looked very good when he came on with a better pitch the game would have been a lot faster that is true for sure um, Joe Keating says our full squad looks really healthy I haven't loved our team as much as this in forever um, Jakey7787 says unpopular opinion but KKH over cash for me has, the, has, the, has that something special and better in the final third I don't think just yet but um, it's, once again it's a good problem to have Good problem to have with two guys there um, this, uh, that have that attacking impetus. As I say, Matty Cash is a damn good footballer as well. So that's always good. The more, more good footballers we have, the better. Um, yeah, uh, Vish says McGinn was out of position a lot. That's why they're overrunning the right. I'd have to watch it again, but I could I could be on board with that. I could be on board with that. I think our midfield a lot of trying to cl- trying to clog the middle. And uh, we're a bit out of position, out of possession. Uh, I um, I could get on board with that for sure, guys. There's a ton of people watching. Thank you so much for this. If you could give us a thumbs up on the video, I'd really, really appreciate it as well. Uh, don't forget to do that. It really helps us out. And I don't know how the algorithms work, but apparently it's supposed to be good stuff. So, um, Paddy, Paddy from my Maltese Falcon, he says, "Woohoo, my man Chambers, just give him the armband." Yeah, <laughs> Paddy, the whole chisk. It's going down well, I suppose, in the in those Mediterranean um, temperatures. Uh, if you want, you want him to have the armband at this stage. But uh, uh, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, I'm going to scroll down here a bit, guys. Apologies if I miss anyone's. Um... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I miss anyone's uh, comments here, but this is something I write there a moment ago. Is it worth going to us to play on such an awful pitch against another Premier League side? I hope the 3 million Villa fans out there are happy. Um, well, it's like it's the, the pitch wasn't that bad eight hours ago. Like the, the pitch did need repairs, obviously, because you could see it. And if I'm not mistaken, is it is it a cricket pitch? I don't know. Um, but the, the rain didn't help, obviously. But then again, that's uh, like the meteorological side of things there. They couldn't move the game to another field, I would imagine, with all the, the amount of work that went into bringing people there. Probably isn't another stadium they could have used. It would have been 55,000 there. Uh, if they called it off, it would have been a big dent in our preparations, I think. So uh, I suppose you kind of got to take the, take what you can take out of it. And look, I suppose that last minute last minute equalizer is something surely to take out of the game. But I, I, I see where you're coming from. Um, but I suppose realistically, like this day next week, it could be 40 degrees um, in part, or maybe not part, but it could be a nice sunny day in part and have a fantastic feel there. But uh, I definitely get what you're saying for sure there, David Miller. It, do, it did kind of take away from the spectacle of what should have been a spectacle of two Premier League teams playing. Um playing there. Um, Carson White says Bundy is so confident in the ball and makes things happen. Couldn't agree anymore. I think he is. I think that's something that uh, that's something that you can see more and more. Like the first five or six games of last season, I felt he was kind of almost faking confidence in the ball. He didn't really know what was going on with the other players, but now you can see that he does have confidence in in his ability and and, and for sure. Um, that is that that is something that we want to see continued on over the course of uh of the, the, the season or from, from the start of the season should I say. Um bu- 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 where else are we? Um uh, 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 a lot of Leon Bailey is a legend comments in there which are great. Keep them coming. Um so he says Tim is also going to be a star. Uh I think I think Stephen Jared is really excited about Tim Tim Eric Boonham. Um, I think he's really excited about him, and I'm really, I'm, I'm interested to see if he gets minutes against Rain as well. Um, in the last preseason game coming up uh, later on this week, for sure. Uh, Valerie Swan is like me. Uh, she thought that Sanson was outstanding. I thought he was really good as well, and Keith is the same. Could be good if he gets a few games in a row to get up to full speed. Yeah, I, I thought for me, I was very pleasantly surprised by Morgan Sanson, and I thought he probably should have shot as opposed to trying to cross it when he got that far up and into the penalty area that time. Because, um, you know, that's one thing. You mightn't catch the goalkeeper at their at their near post, but I'm just so anti-crossing at the moment because of the strikers that we have that <coughs> why not have a shot and see this? He spill it, spill it out, out to you again. Um, but yeah, look, can't, can't fault anything. Sansan did. I thought he, did, thought he was, was really good today. Um where else are we? Where else are we? 
This is a really interesting one, and I'm beginning, I'm beginning to to come around on this one for sure. That Ings and Coutinho together are too slow. I'm beginning to come around to that point too as well, Richard. So Richard says, can't play with Ings and Coutinho. Way too slow to close the players down. Got to be Bailey and Buendia either side. Now, I suppose the counter counterpoint to that is that those two guys need minding. Now, not that Bailey and Buendia don't need minding. But I think those two guys are known players that play, the teams will game plan for. And maybe if it is a case of having those finishers on the bench to come on with five subs, that if you start Ings and Coutinho... Um, as uh, an, another person said previously, maybe but maybe Bailey doesn't have that doesn't have that that bit of magic that he, he showed today for him in a ninety minute performance in the Premier League. But I suppose really the biggest thing here is that you know all these permutations we didn't even get to find them out last season, you know, because we were so chopped and change. So hopefully we will have answers to these over the next coming weeks, uh, coming months, and by Christmas that we have a very clear picture of how Stephen Gerrard sees and wants to gel all these players together because. Uh, it's it, it could be argued at the minute that we don't really fully look like we've gelled on this tour, but then again, then again, it's 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 highly possible that they did. Uh, they were they're still doing double sessions at the moment, and they maybe even did a morning session today as well. Um, prior to the game, who knows? That will all come out in the wash, um, in interviews and so on. Um, where else are we? Yeah, and Stephen is correct here as well. Can't draw many conclusions from that. The pitch clearly a huge factor. The players clearly concerned by patches of the pitch. Villa poor in the first half, Man United poor in the second. The draw was the fair result. I think that really sums up the game. And I do think that that is worth mentioning as well, that there were times when, as I said, players would have gone in a small bit more, more wholeheartedly into challenges, but they didn't in the middle of the field because for fear maybe of getting their leg caught in one of the divots or something like that, and you could do yourself a nasty injury that way. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's um, it's one nice. <coughs> excuse me, it's one I suppose that the Stephen Gerrard will you know say a little prayer tonight that nobody has any strains or anything like that coming off the field for sure. Um, if you guys could. Clicking the thumbs up on YouTube, I'd really, really appreciate it as well. There's a ton of you guys watching. There's, it's been consistently at 250, and I really appreciate that, guys. It's, it's, um, means so much. Like sometimes, like I'm a guy in Ireland talking into a microphone about Aston Villa, and there's 250 over 250 people here watching. Just surreal. Thank you so much to everybody, um, for for watching and for tuning in as you always do, um. Yeah, so I suppose really we will be back again. As uh, Paddy will be back in the country soon, we I love to sit down, get his thoughts on it. Didn't want to uh, be ruining the rest of his holiday by asking him to jump on here, although he is watching the podcast. But it's easier to watch and move around than it is to talk and move around. So we'll get Paddy on, get his thoughts on the game as well. Um, from me, uh, as I say, thank you everybody for for tuning in, and thanks everybody for tuning into Team Sheet Tantrum this morning. Uh, as well if you aren't already subscribed to our audio podcast as well if you could subscribe it would be absolutely fantastic you know you don't even have to listen to us sometimes a subscription subscription would make me happy that's all it is and it costs nothing to do so when we talk about subscription there's no money involved all you gotta do is click on subscribe all right i think it's actually called follow now on an apple podcast i can't remember but um, if you could do that, really appreciate it. And if you aren't subscribed to us here on our YouTube channel, once again, it's free. Just click on subscribe and click the bell to be notified when we go live. 
Um, lots of stuff coming up over for for the new year. It's getting there. We're what? We're two weeks away from the new year now. I think. Um, I can't even remember the date that the new year starts. So, um, uh. Um, so yeah, listen, we'll we'll have more things coming up. We're gonna have uh, our preseason preview of how we feel the season is gonna go, and uh, we'll take it from there. We're gonna be upping our content level as, as as I've said previously over the course of the year as well. So uh, yeah, I'd love to have you around for the ride as well. So if you aren't subscribed, click on subscribe. If you haven't clicked on the thumbs up for this video, please do. Really, really appreciate it. I'm gonna leave it at that, guys. Twenty five minutes. For everybody, wherever you are in the world, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Have a fantastic rest of your day. And thanks a million for popping along. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.